0: TalkZone.com
2: And we will look ahead to some of the matchups tonight, including uh, the baseball playoffs. Hard to believe, but October baseball is upon us. And I believe three out of the four baseball series starts tonight. And speaking of matchups, we got some outstanding pitching matchups. And I think a lot of our fans out there, welcome everybody, TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic show each and every weekday, Monday through Friday, one hour a day, five days a week, five in toto. But uh, as I welcome in my partner, the big dog, Joel Radwanski, I think we're talking about the baseball matchups, big dog. I think most of the people out there are are similar to you and me, and we have to get re-energized on the sport of baseball. We've been kind of into the football, sneak peek at a hockey and a basketball. It's time to uh, get the baseball juices flowing again, because October baseball makes memories, my friend. How are you and how are your memories?
3: Uh, my memories are doing quite well, Coach. Uh, I, as a matter of fact, I need to get reacquainted with my memories first thing.
2: Do you, Do you have memories of your memories?
3: And uh, no, I have no uh, memories of my memories. Really, why I need to get
2: reacquainted. I'm sorry to hear that. I think there's okay. a website where you can reacquaint with your memories. Not yeah, sure what it is, but by the end of the show, I'm sure we'll have that breaking information for you.
3: Yeah, that's definitely some type of <laughs> .net or .org. I'll guarantee that much, Coach.
2: Just remember, you got to be careful. A lot of websites, the, the .org, net, or .com can change the whole flavor yeah, of the particular definitely.
3: website. Yes, definitely. Yes. Especially when you're talking about memories of your memories.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Big Don, great to talk to you. Would you agree? Uh, I know there's some hardcore baseball people out there, but we're talking to our American brethren out there and overseas as our show uh, delves into seven different continents via the internet here, and also parts of Idaho and North Dakota. But would you agree? Most of the folks out there need to get a little kickstart for their baseball love.
3: I could, I could promise you it's firsthand knowledge of. I know you don't want to get all into it, but basically, I'm playing in a fantasy league. Uh-huh. and I'm absolutely destroying somebody, one of my buddies, and I'm like, hey, you know, what's up? Your your baseball team is horrible. I'm beating you like 18-5. He's like, baseball? Oh, <laughs> football started. The guy was in the championship league, championship game, <laughs> uh-huh. in the fantasy baseball league. But as soon as football started, he could pay no more mind to baseball. But, you know, I mean, you, the guy played it every single day for five months. Football started, and he just uh-huh. quit playing it. Perfect example. Uh-huh. It's like I know people don't want to hear about their fantasy sports. -hmm. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm really good at fantasy. The only problem is I suck at reality, Coach. You know, so
2: (laughs) very successful in fantasy, but when it comes to reality, that's where you start to struggle. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's that's definitely a big issue for me.
2: We could put that on your epithet or epithet or whatever the correct pronunciation would be.
3: Well, uh, if you're going to touch my epithet, make sure to wear some gloves.
2: Well, I usually do, and and have your Lysol four-in-one cleaner nearby as well. Well, with bleach, preferably. Yeah, Um, that does burn. Is there fantasy, does fantasy baseball carry over into the playoffs, or is the the fantasy league shutdown come into regular season?
3: No, no, just like uh, football, they have every single type of fantasy league you could possibly get in, Coach. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if you want to get into fantasy baseball in the playoffs, I'm sure there's there's some form of it. The only problem is that at this point, everybody's concentrating on, like, Arian Foster. And Darren McFadden and a bunch of other people that nobody expected to do well this year.
2: Well, that's what's one of our goals on today's show is, and it's kind of self-serving. I'm trying to get myself jacked up for baseball while also trying to do the same for the fans out there because we know October baseball can be a scintillating, scintillating sports drama, and uh, we just got to get kickstarted up a little bit. By the way, the fantasy playoff is a good example. Of the .dot com net org. If you go to fantasyplayoffs.com, .dot com, I think yeah. you'll find the baseball action. If you go to fantasyplayoff.org, big dog, let's just say you won't see a matchup between uh, Roy Happy Halliday and CC Sabathia.
3: Hopefully it's the lingerie ball.
2: No. Actually, there's some pretty good matchups on that website, just uh, they're not exactly pitching duels. <laughs> there is there is a sword fight on one of them, though, but that's a whole nother no, no,
3: story. No, 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 we don't need that at eight, all. 8-8, eight, eight,
0: hello, hey, armor.
2: hey, blue, 42, red, split left, split left, let's go audible there. Uh, yeah, are, please. Our phone number, if you want to get us excited about baseball, if you want to join in the baseball excitement, we'll talk some other things, too, but we'll lead it off with a little playoff baseball talk, 888-463-6748. The big dog, Joel Redwansky, our baseball expert, a man who, uh, if I recall correctly, had a tremendous Little League career as a baseball hitter, and you, as a high school player, you had tremendous potential, but I think you pulled a groin. Was that correct?
3: Uh, yeah, but the, the problem was that the coach wasn't very happy that I pulled that particular groin. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Oh, you mean it wasn't your own groin? Well,
3: it, it was definitely not my own groin. <laughs> that was the
2: issue. So you had to sit out because of a pulled groin. The only twist is it wasn't yours.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean it was consensual. Okay, let's just get that straight.
2: <laughs> oh, but uh, you did—you did have a somewhat story. What, I, I forget what happened. You were a heck of a hitter. What happened to your baseball career? Um well, <laughs>
3: I, I guess I just decided to concentrate on running in other human beings at okay. full speed, coach. Okay. And I was actually pretty good at it, mm-hmm. but I did not play baseball my senior year, so. Okay. Well, that's despite that, an issue that uh, uh, some people in my family consider it much more of a, a sacrifice than I did, is the best way mm-hmm. for me to put it.
2: All right. Well, despite that, and our budget is low here in the talkzone.com, uh, you are our baseball expert, big dog.
3: Well, so. I mean, I would hope so, because I at least know that his name is Roy Halliday. Mm hmm. And not Roy Holiday or Halliday or Holiday, however you say, coach.
2: That's that's a good start. That's a good start. Remember, uh, by the way, there was a rumor the Cubs may have found their manager for next year. The rumor is, are you sitting down?
3: Uh, Yes, I am, coach, because I'm actually riding a bicycle. I'm definitely sitting down at this particular moment.
2: Stationary bike or exercise bike? I
3: mean, Uh, stationary or regular? Both, coach. Both? Well, it's a regular bike, but I'm not going very fast.
2: Oh. (laughs) The Cubs may be bringing back Lou Pinella to manage the team for one more year.
3: Well, I mean, seriously, if you if you don't want a manager really to get on the players and, mm-hmm. and not care that they suck, because they might suck again next year, mm-hmm. that could be an excellent decision. They coach. say
2: his mom is feeling much better, and uh, just so I can mispronunciate his name a few more times, rumor. Can't confirm it, but the rumor is Lou Pinella will be signed for one more year by the Chicago Cubs. While we're uh, pondering that ridiculous rumor, Big Dog, uh, I open the show by saying great matchups, great pitching matchups rangers and rays it off today how does cliff lee take it on maybe the best young pitcher in baseball david price that's a pretty marquee pitching matchup right off the get-go
3: yeah and i'm glad the fact that you know he's one of the best young pitchers in baseball coach i'm proud of you two very very stout left-handed pitchers and uh the the, the crazy thing about david price is he's one of those number one overall draft picks who actually panned out yep how that doesn't happen in baseball too much mm-hmm. you know these guys are usually number one and you know, they show a glimpse, you know, they get paid $50 million and they never pan out. But this kid, he can absolutely fling it. Uh, and only three years ago, he was the number one overall pick. So, uh, the, the thing about David Price is, you know, he pitches with control and he's honestly coach, he'll be much better off if he walked a couple people. And I know most people like baseball purists are so like, Oh, get out of here. But he throws so many fastballs when he's around the plate, he'll get hit mm-hmm. and you know, he'll give up a home run or two. So, He'd be
2: better off being effectively wild, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Just to keep the batters off balance a little bit. Good point. Yeah. And he uh, won 19 games on the season, by the way. One yeah, 19 short... and six with an ERA below three. It was like yeah. 2.7 something, coach. Those those are like numbers we used to see back in the 1980s. Back yeah, in the, yeah in the, absolutely. In the pitching era, and David Price not a not a real big physical guy. He's one of those guys where you wonder.
3: Well, he's like six foot four though, coach. He's but... like he's lanky. It basically, um, he would be pronounced as long.
2: Yes. Yes, but the ball, and it's similar to many of the great pitchers. It just sizzles out of his hand, and it it looks like, I don't know if it's for real, but it looks like it picks up speed as it gets near the plate. Many of the great fastball pitchers have that, and it looks like David Price does indeed.
3: Yeah, he flings it, Coach. Yep. He's got like that flinging uh, type of uh, motion. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. But, uh, and you're right, it's funny you call him a great basketball pitcher. That's all he throws that and the slider, and he throws like 85%
2: fastball. New York Yankees taking on the Minnesota Twins. Another outstanding pitching matchup How a C.C. Sabathia taking on the revitalized youngster Francisco Liriana for the Twins. Another classic matchup, the veteran versus the youngster, Dog.
3: Hey, yo, that's an absolutely a great story. Especially when you think about the Twins. If If you would have told me at the beginning of the year yep. that uh, Nathan would be out for the whole year, Justin Marneau would miss the whole second half, I'd be like, and the twins actually went out and spent money and brought in some relievers. Uh, you know, I would be like, oh, no way could that possibly happen. And then I would say, the only way that would ever happen is if Lariano was your number one starter in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So guess what, coach? He is. So and, that isn't it messed up? How all that worked out for them?
2: Well, it's amazing, and it's not just Lariano. It's great managing, great system, great players who. Uh, have a particular system of play and they do it so well as our Chicago White Sox fans here in the city of Chicago know, uh, unfortunately all too well. You forgot to mention too, correct me if I'm wrong, but Joe Maurer, their MVP player, I don't think he hit a home run at home first half of the season. So they had to overcome that as well.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it wasn't until like late August when he finally hit one. Yep. You know, I mean, and, and Jim Tomey would lead them at RBIs. I mm-hmm. mean, everything that you could think about the Twins this year doesn't make sense. But you're right, that's everything. The typical, they play good defense, they get great managing. All that is exactly the same, Coach.
2: Red's taking on the Phillies. I think that's the mid-afternoon game. I think all three games are going to be shown on TV. It's Bronson. I'm sorry, not it's Edison Volquez. Bronson yeah. Arroyo pitches game two going up against Roy. Happy Halliday. Uh, Volquez, obviously the pressure's on him, but you would think Philadelphia, well, you don't think. Philadelphia clearly is the odds on favor. Maybe the pressure on them, though, Big Dog, psychologically, advantage Cincinnati?
3: Well, especially if Cincinnati can steal game one. Yep. and this, I, I think that's what Dusty Baker, the manager for the Reds, is counting on because he announced Bronson Arroyo was going to be the number one starter, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he switched it up and – Said Volquez was going to start the game for him. So now, just say they do win. All of a sudden, they get the they you know they get a little momentum on the red side. They get a little you know itch in the pants for the Philadelphia Phillies, and they say, oh, and by the way, the guy that was supposed to pitch Game One is actually pitching Game Two, and now mm-hmm. go beat him. It's a good point. So actually, pretty pretty good management by Dusty Baker little... if you think about it. So,
2: so you're you're saying that was a planned psychological ploy? Mm-hmm. Possibly. Interesting. Yes.
3: Yes. Because. Um, most likely they will lose game one, you know, and if they do, then they can say, well, we've just pitched Volquez, and we have Bronson and Arroyo, and by the way, Bronson and Arroyo can still pitch game five for us, so it's not like mm-hmm. they won't be able to get him for two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'll have to tip my hat to Dusty Baker. I, I, I love the move.
2: And uh, you alluded to it, but these are, the the round one is a best of five, not best of seven. Yes. I thought they had changed that a while ago, but you're yeah, sure?
3: Yeah, they, they changed it in 1985, okay. but that was for the NLCS, but... It's still when they expanded the playoffs
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, back in 1994, but of course there, were, there wasn't a World Series or a playoffs that particular year. Uh, they, they, they when they had the divisional series as five coach, so yeah, mm-hmm. big five, difference, seven and seven,
2: big big difference advantage to the uh, underdog team, no question about it, psychologically and in reality, the five game series, huge difference from a seven game series. So one could say, dog, if you're going to see an upset. It very often, in baseball anyways, could happen in that first series.
3: Yes, yes. uh, You know, basketball switched up about uh, eight years ago. Uh Uh, You know, hockey switched up about 15 years ago. And, uh, of course, they they said competitive reasons, but, you know, that was just to get the extra playoff game. Uh But that's my personal opinion.
2: Our final one real quick. The Braves taking on the Giants. That's not today. It'll start tomorrow. And that's uh, Derek Lowe going up against Tim Lincecumbe, both teams. Had to wait till literally the last day of the season to make the playoffs big dog. So, or to ensure themselves in the playoffs So both teams, uh, a little sigh of relief. Both teams coming in with momentum, a little bit of pressure. Off. I think of the four series, this one might be the most fun to watch.
3: Um, it, it definitely should be. And it's going to have the most two to one ball games. Uh, both of those teams, the, the coach in one of the craziest stats in my, of our lifetime. Wow. The San Francisco Giants in the month of September, had a team ERA of 1.75. It's the fifth lowest of any month by any team since 1920, and they started using the ball that actually would leave the ballpark Uh because Babe Ruth hit a couple in 1919.
2: Was not aware of that. I want to uh, credit our TalkZone.com research department for getting those stats to Big Dog. Repeat that to me now. Through the entire month of September, uh, including some critical uh, division-deciding games, their team ERA was... 1.76.
3: Wow. It's the fifth lowest of any month of any team in the live ball era, which is this is the 91st season of it. Mm -hmm. So basically that is dominant. So you have an extremely hot pitching staff going into the playoffs against the Braves. And this is a Braves team that was kind of left for dead. You know, during the month of September, they were everything from a shoe in to, oh, no way they're ever going to get in to, Maybe so they're not getting into. They better start playing good baseball, and they finally
2: (laughs) did. That's pretty much the way the soap opera went. You remember early in the season? Well, not much was expected of Atlanta this year, and then they started off great, as you said, the Jason Hayward uh, kickstart, if you will. And Philadelphia was a pretty mediocre baseball team, underachieving for a little bit over half the season. But then Philadelphia,
3: four months, yeah,
2: yeah. Philadelphia got hot. The Braves started to fade, and then they uh, came back. So it's it's been a season of momentums, and of course. They lost their uh, the heart and soul of their team. Their team leader Chipper Jones a while back. Big dog, that hurt also.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and you know, not only is it you know an, uh, a situational hitter, an RBI guy, the heart of the team, like you said, yep. but, you know, just straight up leadership and clutch play. Yep. That, that's a big time, and he missed somebody like that.
2: Yeah, and the fact that Chipper Jones's wife would not be around the clubhouse either was a certainly a source of depression for the players.
3: They brought in Nicholson's wife, coach. He was all right.
2: <laughs> Martin Prado, by the way, also out for the Atlanta Braves. Martin. Big dog, you are. Huh? Martin. Martin Prado, and he is out with the torn oblique as our medical expert, Big Doug. I know you've been following this injury very, very closely. How is Martin Prado's, Martin Prado's oblique muscle?
3: Now, you, you notice you haven't seen Chipper Jones' wife or Martin Prado's uh, torn oblique muscle in the same
2: spot. Interesting.
3: I don't know if that means anything altogether. I mean, it might be just coincidence. But
2: maybe that's how Carlos Boozer broke his hand.
3: That's <laughs> <laughs> one tough torn oblique, coach.
2: Might have been a might have been a vicious athletic triangle, and Chipper had no idea what was going on. Interesting. We'll have to delve into. They get one of our Talk Zone detectives to uh check in on that. Oh goodness! All right. So uh, make a prediction here, Big Doug. You are a baseball expert. Hit me. About two thirty in the morning yesterday. Woke up in the middle of the night. The revelation came to me. I've got the final two teams. I've got your, uh, I've got your World Series champion, and I also woke up, looked over at my wife, and she looked just a little bit like Texas Ranger infielder Elvis Andrus.
3: Well, the Elvis isn't bad. That was, that was one good-looking dude. Did, did, did she have the hair coach? A
2: little bit. A little bit. We tried to turn the double play together, but uh, she removed her pivot foot too soon, and it all fell apart.
3: That, that's one thing you definitely don't want to hear the old six four three if you know well, what I mean. I
2: thought the umpire would give us the benefit of the doubt, but apparently uh, we did not get the poetic license. Uh oh, you of that. You, did,
3: you didn't get the area tag? No.
2: Well, I tried for the area tag. <laughs>
3: okay.
2: But was uh, rejected. It was two thirty in the morning and well, you know, again, she looked like Elvis Anders. I don't think she appreciated that.
3: Yeah, you More never important. know when you never know when when those pills are <laughs> gonna kick in, Coach.
2: <laughs> oh, you always gotta be ready, right Doug?
3: Yes, yeah. yeah.
2: I put a hot tub next to our be- uh, bed just to, you know, or one of those bathtubs like in the Cialis commercial.
3: Yeah, exactly. I, that's what I was yeah, thinking of. Cause that's I, how I pictured this particular drink. I
2: actually installed that next to the bed uh, under the just-in-case scenario.
3: It did, has it helped?
2: Well, no, because we can only afford one of them. As soon as we get the second, I think we got a chance. Yeah, I never got that. <laughs> you know, yeah, if see, if, if they're are having them.
1: problems with their sex life, you think they'd want to be in the same tub. Yeah, I, I'm with start, you on that, you know? David
3: Olson. I never got it. I never understood that. <laughs> Buy one of these pills and get be in the next tub next to your loved one. It's beautiful.
2: <laughs> oh, all that aside, Big Dog, what is your uh, – do you have a prediction for us? Who do you think makes the World Series and who wins?
3: You know, Coach, I, you know, I've been saying it since they were in third place in their division, but the Phillies are the best team in baseball. Okay. They're finally healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, you know, I love being the one to, hey, there's an underdog. Check this team out. You know, they'll come back and they'll do whatever. But it is, it's, how can the Phillies not get to the World Series? I'll be shocked, coach, if they don't. Mm-hmm. But like you said, there's that five game series and all of a sudden, you know, Edison Volko has picked us out of his butt. Hey, maybe, maybe they have a particular series, but, uh, I'm definitely going with the Philadelphia Phillies mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm going to have them beating the Minnesota Twins, coach.
1: Wow.
2: Twins making it to the World Series.
3: I just don't want the Tampa Bay Rays to make it with that stadium. And uh-huh. the fact that they they couldn't even sell out ball games this year was pretty sad.
2: Big dogs a... stepping I think Minnesota was Yankees have an advantage over them like fifty two and eighteen over the last some odd years, but you got the twins proving that the regular season was not a fluke and advancing to the World Series, huh?
3: Yeah, I uh Uh, Yeah, I'm sorry. I am going underdog in the American League, but I I have the Phillies winning it all,
2: coach. All right. Phillies over the Twins. I think, uh, I think Philadelphia, big dog, and we've seen this before, history will tell us in the playoffs, upsets do happen more often than not. At least in recent history, the best team in regular season does not win. I think the Philadelphia batters tighten up. I think the Philly hitters struggle. I think Cincinnati loosey goosey. Dusty Baker and company will advance, then they get knocked off by the San Francisco Giants. I got the Giants going to the World Series, and I got them taking on the Texas Rangers. Upset versus upset, and I got the Texas Rangers. Ron Washington and company, and hopefully he'll celebrate with champagne and nothing else, big dog, because we know he got a little trouble last year. But the Texas Rangers over the San Francisco Giants, that's the coach's special for you.
3: Yeah, you know, it's funny. As, uh, the owner of the Rangers got all upset that uh, Ron Washington... Got, him, got his nose in a little bit of trouble is, I
2: guess, the best way to put it. <laughs> Can happen uh, to anybody. Well,
3: it, it could, but I guarantee one thing, they when the World Series, I think uh, the owner is buying at that point.
2: <laughs> Again, I hope it's just beer and champagne. just because it's legal don't make it right coach could be a celebration of a different kind but uh, it's interesting if you got some baseball thoughts you want to talk about it coach of the big dog here at your service trying to get everybody jacked up including us for the october baseball playoffs right smack in the middle of football fever 888-463-6748 that's our phone number again 888-463-6748 email is at mike2 Guys at AOL.com, Big Dog, switching topics real quick before we head to our first break. Uh, Big trade in the NFL last night, Monday Night Football, New England. Knocks off the Miami Dolphins, beat them badly, and then they trade Randy Moss. Your thoughts on that one?
3: Uh, Did they trade him to the Minnesota Vikings? Because I got a text message from a drunken friend last night, and I thought he was pulling my leg.
2: Your drunken friend was not pulling your leg. David Olson, our producer, uh, executive producer. Uh, shaking his head and confirming. For the low, low price of a third-round pick. Wow. Are you kidding me? Nope.
3: Oh, man. How could what, – what are the Patriots thinking? I, I guess they're basically saying we cannot win the Super Bowl this year. The Steelers, the Chiefs. Nope. The Ravens' the they are
2: too good. That's not what they're saying. They're saying Randy Moss is a pain in the backside, and Bill Belichick is not worth it. That's what they're saying. How, uh, help me out here. Is Rand, how good has Randy Moss been this year thus far? I know uh, it's this year. N- not
3: all that great. Not all that great. He he's uh, only has nine catches. He has a drop, and that's it. He's only had about fifteen targets the whole entire season.
1: Right, right, which makes him completely expendable because if he's making the catches and he's scoring the touchdowns, you can put up with the mouth and the attitude. When the productivity goes away, so does he.
3: You know, you know, he's really changed, though. He really doesn't have the, the mouth and the attitude like he used to. It was kind of funny. In the fourth quarter, Wes Welker's making, like, his sixth catch of the second half, and Moss is making a block for him downfield, and he's high-fiving and chest-bumping Welker on the sideline. And smiling. I was like, wow, Rennie Moss, you know, is really growing up. It's so funny that I'm thinking that, uh, you know, and a couple hours later he's getting traded. So.
2: uh, Well, I think one of the big questions is who's picking up the salary? Assuming Minnesota?
3: This is the final year of his contract, so I will guarantee you the Vikings are. And the, the way the Vikings look at this is it's a no risk situation. And maybe that's why they got such a low draft pick, is because. If they don't re-sign Randy Moss, sign uh, mm-hmm. I pay, I think is the phrase that they'll say about it. So well,
2: It's easy for you to say no risk as you are bicycling and pedaling here somewhere in the fine city of Chicago. If any of our listeners happen to be driving by and they see the big dog, give them a wave. And uh, give us a call and give us the location, the APB of where a big dog might be as he bicycles through the fine city. But big dog, there is a risk. It's called 5 or $6 million. Very easy for us to spend owner's money. But the risk is paying him that much money if he doesn't produce.
3: Five or six million dollars. So that's not a risk for one year. When you're talking about the guaranteed money and bonuses and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they had five or six million dollars. By the way, it's probably more like four and a half, and that's over the last quarter of the season. So he's probably owed like three and a half million dollars. Do you know how many T-shirts, Randy Moss jerseys that they're going to sell? Come on, coach. That's not even a risk. The risk is if they decide to re-sign him next year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave. By the way, Randy Moss will return to New England with the Vikings on Halloween. Woo. Wow. At Why New England. so
2: late? Why so late? Yeah. Well, that's when they're scheduled. The Vikings are at New England on Halloween night? Correct. Oh,
3: wow. oh, I'm sorry. I just mm-hmm. I thought would well, never mind. David, I thought you meant like he is not gonna play.
1: Until Halloween. No no, Halloween. no, 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 no. The the Vikings are playing the Patriots on Halloween.
3: Mm-hmm. That is awesome in New England.
2: In New
1: England.
3: Interesting. That ought to be pretty interesting. I'm sure that's got to be like the Sunday night game or something like that.
2: By the way, the Miami Dolphins, after losing 41 to 14, Big Dog, fire their special coordinator, special that's teams team coordinator, guy. Yes. about two yeah. hours after the game. By the way, speaking of firings, too, I we meant to mention this yesterday. In uh, baseball, the season ended. One day later, I think three guys got the ax. Johnny Russell, Pittsburgh Pirates, 100 100 and some odd losses this year. Pretty good manager, but he was uh, under the gun. Jerry Manuel and general manager Omar Minaya, gone for the New York Mets. Moment of silence for Omar Minaya. That's long enough. And also Ken Maka wasn't exactly fired, but his contract was not renewed. Not sure what the difference is for the Milwaukee um.
3: The difference is the team doesn't owe them any money. That's the difference. Okay.
2: So you got three managers gone after the first day of the baseball season. Any surprise there?
3: No, not for any of those guys. I was just surprised when I saw that. How how long do you think Jerry Manuel was the manager of
2: the Mets, Coach? Shockingly, he lasted five years, and I'm with you. I'm shocked he lasted that long.
3: No, no, it's only three
2: years. Three? If you're in New York.
3: Yeah, I I completely agree with you that you're – I was like, isn't it every single year we're talking about when is Jerry Manuel going to get fired by the Mets? <laughs> you know sure what I'm saying? The, yeah. Since he's been there, yeah. he's been on the hot seat. He was hired, and immediately after, he was rumored to be fired. There, there's oh. actually
2: a series of Hallmark cards that have to do with when is Jerry Manuel going to be fired. Started it's kind of off, like the Where is Waldo thing. Exactly. Started off in Chicago, and now it's been in New York. You know, I, Apparently, it's only been three years. If you're in New York and a Mets fan, it seems like about eight
3: it's should considering the amount of money they spend.
2: Oh. You know,
3: you talk about just wasted money. Yep. The Mets have been no lower than third in salary over the last eight years. Of mm-hmm. every single year, they've been no lower than third, and they've only had two winning seasons.
2: Yep. I don't know why they select. Jerry Manuel, very similar to my comments on Lovey Smith or <laughs> Dick Duran or some other coaches like that. I don't mean to, you know, rip on his character. He's a perfectly nice guy, and he certainly knows baseball. He is not a head coach, he's not your lead manager he's not the scintillating motivator the excuse me the x's and o's guy maybe as a bench coach maybe as a bullpen coach but it was the peter principle big dog and it was done twice once with the white Sox, once with the mets it's amazing how often it often how often it happens but i can't believe jerry Manuel was promoted to that level as the lead manager for the highest paid team in baseball
3: yeah and he'll get another job coach no, he because won't. Someone, someone's like, "Well, no. he couldn't succeed in New York, but he understands pressure, so maybe he'll <laughs> succeed in Kansas City."
2: I don't yeah, think so. I, 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 I don't. He might get another job, but it might be with the Joliet Jackhammers. Really? No, he he might. He going to replace Wally Backman? Well, possibly. That... He's rumored for the Mets' job, coach. And he was the Joliet Jackhammer coach. Yes, he was. Interesting.
3: And, and, and all I can tell you is this. It's true about the porn stash, Coach.
2: (laughs) By the way, Big Dog, I don't know if you're reading or not, but the Joliet Jackhammers are uh, deeply in debt and they are for sale. I've considered buying the team. Would you jump on board with me as a as a minority investor?
3: Now this
2: will just increase my amount of debt, which means that when I go
3: bankrupt, I'll actually be worth ten times more than what my debt was actually sinking me in. Right?
2: You would be you would be what we call an EMI, an extremely minority investor.
3: Okay, well, it's I don't know if a if a white male that is healthy
2: could be considered an extreme minority. Coach. <laughs> uh, in the case I'm of willing, the finances, I'm willing, I'm willing to take a shot at it. In the case of the finances of this team, I would I'm going to put you in charge of uh, game promotions. So you better come up with some creative ideas. Can you put a teaser out to the fans? Something different, something different that has not been done. What would one of your game promotions be for our brand new team?
3: Well, instead of going to Joliet and being a loser at the at the boat, yep. I'll just go to the Joliet Jackhammer Games and blow less money on watching a bunch of losers.
2: Okay, so that's that's not really a game promotion; that's a marketing campaign.
3: Okay, yeah, that's that's a, yeah. You got a good point. Interesting. But still, we can have uh, we can have like a casino night
2: where okay. you know you
3: put a dollar in a machine and you actually get like ninety eight cents back.
2: Uh huh.
3: Because you know those things always say they they you know you spend. Ninety eight cents on the dollar, right? You know, you do that enough,
2: that two cents starts adding up, coach. Interesting. I like I like your first approach. It's it's the um, it's almost like the political campaigns now, where instead of talking about what you've done, you just cut down your opponent. We don't even talk about Joliet Jackhammer baseball. We just start firing about all the bad stuff there is in Joliet. You don't want to go on the boat? You don't want to go to the uh, you know the, the theater? There's nothing else to do, so you might as well come watch us. Negative okay, and
3: effort. definitely stay away from Jefferson Avenue around yeah. 2 o'clock in the morning, Coach.
2: <laughs> if it can work in politics, it can work for our team, Big dog. I like the campaign.
3: <laughs> now, you got to go to Mishka's if you're in Joliet, though, Coach.
2: Who? Uh, Mishka's. you
3: don't know what I'm talking it's
2: about.
1: It's
3: Well, God, God bless
1: you.
3: All I know is it's absolutely phenomenal, Coach. It's, it's some garlic bread with a bunch of cheese and a sautéed steak. Oh. It's absolutely phenomenal, and uh, you can't eat one because you're worried about your cholesterol going up by half a <laughs> one percent.
2: Mariska's. God bless you,
1: David. You've been to uh, Mariska's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to we used to ditch school or uh, ditch lunch period and go run out to Mariska's when we were in high school.
2: Which is not too far of a jaunt from beautiful uh, downtown Lockport, Illinois. Nope, just over the Ninth Street Bridge. As a matter of interesting.
3: Fact. Interesting. Oh. And oh. then whenever he was late, and explained to the teacher why he was late. They would all say, oh, that's cute, but eventually one day you're going to end up in the, in the jail in Joliet.
1: Actually, they no, they wouldn't say anything as long as we brought back a sandwich. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: Bribe the teachers. Very, very smart men. And let us not forget the part of our Joliet that we, somehow we got to combine the fact that we're owning a team now in Joliet and they've got the state prison. Big dog is our marketing coordinator. As our promotions guy, certainly you can work. The Joliet State Prison, and with our baseball team. There's got. To, I mean, I can, our uniforms could be pinstripes.
3: Yeah, like enjoy your Freedom Day. You know, yeah. If you've been released in the last 30 days, <laughs> you can bring a friend in for free. Logical visit night. There you go. <laughs> Did
1: now they close all the Joliet prisons though? No, huh? I don't think it is, David. I don't think. Well, well, it is. Well, I know.
2: I know Stateville's closed. They closed Joliet. The prison. I, I would have I'm pretty sure that. they did. My favorite sign in the whole world was outside the Joliet State Prison. It said, true true story. It said, don't pick up hitchhikers.
1: Well, there you, there you like, have you it. Like, you know,
2: <laughs> a little friendly advice on the road right outside the prison. Reminder, do not pick up hitchhikers. Oh, goodness. Probably a good decision. All right. Big Dog. if we take a break, are you still going to be with us? I'm worried about losing you. Well, I just want to let you know, Coach,
3: that uh, right now I'm riding the bike through beautiful Humboldt Park. And yes, And when you say Humboldt Park, just like if you're introducing your fat wife, you have to say beautiful in front of it.
2: (laughs) All right, we'll take a quick, quick break. If Big Dog can survive the pasty white boy trying to bicycle through Humboldt Park, he may or may not be back in 45 seconds. How's that for a tease? We may lose a host. We'll see. We'll take a quick break, talk some more sports, some more. Phone lines open, folks. 888-463-6748. Big Dog and a coach. Producer David Olson back in a minute.
1: The lines are open for your calls on two guys and a mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwinski, on TalkZone.com.
2: White man bicycling through Humboldt Park, always a dangerous thing. Did he make it or did he not? Big dog, are you there?
3: Yes, it's beautiful Humboldt Park. Let me remind you again. I'm still I'm still riding the bike though.
2: By the way, if you're passing by Ron's Temporary Hiring Services, Ron is a good friend of mine. Stop in, tell him I said hello.
3: Okay, I'll I'll make sure to do that. Conveniently
2: located, I think a block and a half away from the actual Humboldt Park. Very successful temporary services agency. Uh, not yet a sponsor on our two guys in a mic show, though. Unfortunately, Big Dog, the uh, we mentioned the start of the baseball playoffs. It's the start of something else tonight. You know what? Well, you know what that might be.
3: Um, I am not exactly sure, Coach. You're going to have to give me a hint on this particular one.
2: I won't give you a hint. I'll tell you right upright, uh, we start defending our championship tonight, the start of the National Hockey League season. I think I got that right. The Hawks take on Colorado. They open up the NHL season. hard to believe it, Big but hockey, it's upon us. It.
3: Wow, i got to be quite honest with you, Coach. It definitely snuck up on me. Uh-huh. I was not prepared for this.
2: Yeah, not prepared and not ready. And I think I could speak for most of the average fans out there. Just hockey, not, uh, you know, we're all fired up for, it, at least here in Chicago, all excited for, it. but just a little bit early for hockey. But the schedule says we start playing again. I think we host the Red Wings like Friday, Saturday, something like that at Colorado lay avalanche tonight. Any chance, big dog, if, and it's a big if, but if you make it home, you'll be uh, catching a little NHL hockey opening game for our defending champs.
3: Uh, coach, I will not be there because there is a, a political convention going on tonight. Wow. For the the tea party here in the city of Chicago, and I am working it for Chi-Town Mix. Okay. And let's just say I'll have a camera, a microphone, and I actually have a production assistant now, and mm-hmm. she's going out as we speak to go buy me a suit. Interesting. So I will not be watching game one of this particular NHL season, uh-huh. so... I'm extremely disappointed right. to say no, Coach.
2: But we can catch uh, some of those highlights on chitownmix.com? Um,
3: well, actually, we're hoping to, to actually, that it's so good that we don't put it down immediately. But, yes, those some of them will be on mm-hmm. chitownmix.com. Now,
2: you have a your particular political vent. How objective are you going to be? Tea Party demonstration. Things can get a little bit heated. I know your opinions don't always match. Uh, will it be tough for you to, Hold your professionality, or are you gonna kind of go on natural if you will? Well,
3: why, why? would I have any issues with the Tea Party people?
2: Oh, well, you're a political animal of sorts. This is true, and uh, I am gonna
3: ask uh, questions like, why won't you be paid off by uh, lobbyists? Stuff like that, Coach. I'm gonna ask the difficult questions. I promise you mm-hmm.
2: that. So you're a supporter of the Tea Party? Uh, uh
3: I want, well. Much more than I am uh, of the Democratic Party or the Republican Party. Wow.
2: Shocking. Shocking. I, I've talked to you before, and I know your politics kind of span the globe, but I did not know you were that much of a Tea Party supporter. All right, so that, that reneges that last question. Then I guess the next question is how much are you going to suck up to the Tea Party? Are you going to ask the tough questions, or is it going to be a, 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 lo- a love fest?
3: Uh, Coach, you know I'll ask the tough questions. As a matter of fact, I'm, my goal is to make people feel extremely uncomfortable. Which, to be quite honest with you, I have been during this whole particular oh. show.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, if, if you know, you've had many, many years of experience on the radio making people feel uncomfortable. So, if that's the job description, you should ace the test.
3: You know, thank you. <laughs> that makes you feel good. Oh, I'm doing goodness. something right,
2: Coach. All right. Well, Black Hawk Hockey, we are doing. Whether you're watching or not, we're trying to defend our championship. Game one. One interesting story, Big Dough, They finally picked their a final roster, and you got you know a core of people returning from last year's team. Obviously, everybody knows we lost a lot of players. We have a brand new goalie, thirty-something Marty Turco, youngster Corey Crawford backing him up. But one of the interesting stories is nineteen-year-old kid Nick Letty made the final roster. Skipped his sophomore year. He played as a freshman at the University of Minnesota. Uh huh. He skipped his sophomore year of college to take a shot at the NHL. And I think he thought, you know, he'd probably have to play in the minor leagues two or three years. He stood out consistently in their training camp and the exhibition games. Nick Letty, at the age of nineteen, going to be a player for the Hawks in the NHL. Big deal. That's probably the the biggest story of the early season.
3: Wow. And you know, if he ends up being something special. What a find that could be for the Chicago Blackhawks. Typically, the team that's hoisting the cup doesn't add 19-year-old good players to their roster. That usually does not happen.
2: One year removed from being a freshman in uh, college hockey. That's pretty amazing. I know other sports, you know, you'll see it in basketball on occasion, but that's pretty rare in hockey. I haven't seen the kid play, to be perfectly honest with you. I never watched a minute of NHL Exhibition Hockey, but I'll tune in tonight to watch him play Le Avalanche and watch the uh, <laughs> youngster Nick Letty. I won't even ask you to make a prediction on who you think your NHL champion's going to be because I know you haven't done your homework on that just yet.
3: Well, yeah, I guess I'll just say the Blackhawks coach like I do every single year <laughs> since Bill works died. How about well,
2: that? Way to step out. 888 463 Any of our fans out there interested in hockey, fired up about the start of the NHL season, we'll take your questions. I don't know if we can answer them. But we'll take your questions. We'll talk a little hockey with you, triple eight four six three six seven four eight. We'll also talk some bear football, and we've been mentioning some trades and some firings. Big dog, we got to talk our Chicago Bears, who released, let go their starting defensive end, Mark Anderson, and picked up uh, the star of the Tulsa Nighthawks, I believe. His name is Charles Grant.
3: In uh, Charles Grant from Colorado.
2: Charles Grant.
3: Oh, Charles Grant, the former New Orleans yes. Saints guy.
2: first-round pick, okay. got in a little bit of trouble, but apparently he's been starring in the USFL. Well, it,
3: it, you know what? They should have kept Alex Brown at yes. the beginning of the year instead of Mark Anderson. Yep. You know, would have, could have, should have, but we said it as soon as they, they release Alex Brown. I said they cut the wrong defensive end, mm-hmm. so I guess they've realized that now. And you know what? Charles Grant will be better than Mark Anderson. All Mark Anderson is is a specialty pass rusher. What, he had like 12 and a half sacks his rookie year, coach? Yep. I think he's got like four tackles ever since.
2: <laughs> Not sacks, but tackles. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, go figure what happened. I don't know what it was. Maybe just other teams played off him, didn't respect him, didn't scheme on him. Maybe he lost his motivation, but he had the brilliant rookie season, came out of nowhere because he was what a fifth round pick.
3: He, yeah, fourth and fifth round pick coach. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I would have to guess fifth rounder. That's a good call.
2: Looked like a steal, and after his first season, he not only had the sophomore jinx, he had the junior jinx, and this year he was having the senior jinx, and he is now gone. And, uh, and Alex Brown would look good on the other side. That was a money decision, too, though, wasn't it? About a $3 million difference between the two of them?
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's why they went with Alex. I mean, they cut Alex Brown, and not looking back now, they definitely can use a guy who's a, Solid pass rusher, solid run stopper, solid leader. You know, not great at anything, just solid at everything.
0: So Mm -hmm.
3: it's it's too bad. You know, you want to sit here and we can sit here and bash uh, Mark Anderson all day. I'd be more than happy to do it. But just going back, I just sent some praise out there to Alex Brown, who, by the way, joined the New Orleans Saints.
2: Mm -hmm. How's he doing for them? Because, you know, for the Bears, he was a playmaker, not – Always the most consistent, but no question about it, he made plays. I, I would and... have to
3: disagree with you. I, I always saw him as more of like a foundation, the the the, the, the what do you call it, the the steadfast guy. Mm-hmm. He didn't make all the plays, but he seemed to always be in the right spot all the time. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. I would disagree with you there, coach.
2: I'm going to disagree
3: I, I with like a inconsistent playmaker. For me, he was always the the consistent guy where you always knew what you can de- depend on him I and wouldn't. what you're going to get out of the guy. So
2: I would have to disagree with your disagreement. Now you could disagree with my disagreeing of your disagreement, if no, you I, if you I disagree.
3: Realize that you did disagree with me, so I can't disagree with that.
2: Well, you could disagree with the disagreement of my your disagreement.
3: Now you're just confusing me, and Dave Olson, I'm sure, is rolling yeah. his eyes. That's so. almost
2: going to go back to the start of the show when we had memories of your memories. Eight, he's not rolling his eyes. He's rolling something else, but they're not his eyes right now. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. It's way ahead. We got a football Friday coming up. You know, quite frankly, I meant to mention this. David Olson, our produ- producer, he's been down all week, Big His first losing week ever on Beat the Schmo. Now he's a novice. He's new at it. But he had the beginner's luck, whatever you want to call it. Three, two, ones. This week he went one and two. And I'm telling you, uh, Joel, he's walking alone. Like he's got the tail between the legs, he's all depressed. What words of encouragement can you give to our guy producer David Olson after a one and two beat the schmoes week?
3: Wait till you feel what it's like to go zero oh, and three, and now you'll really, <laughs> one and two will feel like a like a, a spray of light hits you right on your thumb.
2: I'm looking at David right hungry. now. I don't think that helped, Joel. Really? Nice, nice try, but I don't think it helped. He'll, he'll snap out of it. He'll snap out of it. No question uh, about unless it. Unless it's real money, I wouldn't worry
3: about it. Oh, and by the way, I am also filming a Big Dogs Picks today.
2: So
0: I'm
3: actually going into a studio okay.
0: and I'm
2: going to
3: give Big Dogs a uh, football pick. So. And sh- I will give credit uh, to two guys and a mic, Coach.
2: For what show? What station?
3: Uh Just for Tom Mix. That's Tom Mix. So.
2: Okay. All right. By the way, we got a lot of emails complimenting you on your uh, energy on yesterday's show. Cinemax Cindy was uh, thoroughly impressed with yesterday's show. Wanted to know if Joel's college football energy transfers into other areas of his life.
3: Uh Absolutely not, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I can find the right girl, like a lover of football, that would be possibly the only way I would have that much energy, Coach. Oh,
2: goodness. I don't know if we have a lot of listeners, but uh, we we have some loyal ones, Big Dog. And Cinemax, Cindy, she's with us each and every day. I'm not sure that's a comforting thought, but she's listening. She is hinging on every word that you say out there.
3: Uh, well, hopefully she doesn't is infringing on every word I say.
2: No, I hope not. I hope that. But let's take a sneak peek ahead—not at Cinemax, Cindy, but the college football weekend. Of course, we'll get into it more tomorrow. Football Friday—it's a tradition here on the two guys at a Mike show. Join us for Friday's show. But we got some good ones coming up this weekend. though. Michigan State at Michigan, Pitt at Notre Dame, LSU, Florida, Alabama, South Carolina, USC at Stanford, and Florida State at Miami—a pretty marquee weekend of college football.
3: Yeah, and uh, this one kind of snuck up on you. You know, because there hasn't been all this talk about, hey, look at this gigantic game here and there. So, uh, And all of a sudden, you know, the NFL could uh, kind of grab some of the headlines. I agree with you, this is going to end up being a pretty good week. And uh, it seems like all anybody's talking about in college football this week is the fact that Boise State dropped in the rankings yep. and Mark D'Antonio is actually going to be possibly on the sidelines for Michigan State
0: mm-hmm.
3: this week. And uh, that that story is just remarkable when you consider having – uh, a heart attack and all these blood clots, and yep. he might actually be on the sidelines for that team's biggest game.
2: On the sidelines, maybe up in the press box It would be great if if he were there. And the but that that's going to be must see TV. I'm not sure what time the game is on, but the DVR at the coaches' house, Big Dog will be set, no question about it. Um, yeah, you look at the matchups. I don't know Alabama at South Carolina. I'm trying to find a game where. Alabama can be upset. Is there a, is there a sneak in there for Bama, or you think they're going to cruise?
3: Oh no, no, they're definitely not going to cruise against uh, South Carolina this weekend, Coach. You're talking about Kenny Lattimore, the best freshman running back in the country. Not Nick Dwyer of Auburn, but it's actually Kenny Lattimore,
2: South mm, Carolina. How about how about the kid Bell? Leo, what's his name? Leota Bell from Michigan State. He's awfully oh, no. good.
3: he is an awfully fantastic so far yes. for the for the Michigan State Spartans. And mm-hmm. that's a good call. But I would have to go with this Lattimore kid right now as the number one running back in the country.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, a freshman running back in the country.
2: Okay. what uh, Let me tap into the Big Dog's uh, expertise here. You've watched a lot of games. Who is a college football team out there that hasn't got a lot of accolades, hiding behind the curtain just a little bit, that we might hear more about? Who is uh, pleasing to the eyes of a Big Dog, Radwanski, when you watch college football? Kind of an underdog team that bears worth watching.
3: Yeah, at this point, you're getting to a lot of these teams are actually known about, but, you know, you said one, Michigan State is actually, you know, they're a, they're a really, really good football team that you know, a lot of people aren't talking about. South Carolina, believe it or not, coach, they're undefeated, playing some really good football so far. They can actually sneak up on somebody. Now, Arkansas has already lost. Uh, they're, they're pretty explosive. Yep. And, it, but if you go, you know, out west, uh, uh, I mean, it looks like Oregon's going to win that particular division. It looks like there could have been a great race between Stanford and maybe a couple other teams, but you know I don't think it's going to come out of there. So uh, I hate to tell you, Coach, I don't know if there's any like dramatic surprise right now, five weeks into the year. Mm-hmm. But pretty much the the AP Top of 25 is all about the same as we thought it was going to be. It's jumbled up a little bit, but I guess South Carolina is the biggest surprise to the party.
2: I'm a little disappointed that you did not mention a couple of my local Yoko favorite teams. Uh, if I could be a little unobjective at this point uh, our northern illinois huskies have only lost what one or two games playing great football looking to dominate the mac conference they have uh competed very well against illinois right and then knocked off minnesota the next week so i got to throw some kudos their way and then the northwestern wildcats have snuck up on people
3: yeah they're undefeated at this particular point coach and You know, it's pretty good that they're actually winning ball games, but they're not blowing people out, and people are criticizing them for it.
2: And the nice but, thing is, they've they've won a couple of games while the players are actually back in school, which normally does not happen for them. Right. Northwestern starts school late; usually, first three or four games. You know, they're on a roll. Then they have to start concentrating on their academics, and that's when the Northwestern program nice to know the players have their priorities straight under Patrick Fitzgerald.
3: Well, or well, maybe for you. It's easy for you to say. I definitely would not agree with that, Coach. These kids better start blowing class off, okay? They need to realize that's... that they're there to play football for my entertainment purposes only.
2: No, that that's exactly what I was implying. I'm agreeing with you. Now that they're winning, even though they're back in school, it's nice to know that Patrick Fitzgerald has changed the priorities of the Northwestern program. <laughs> Block somebody first and then go study your biology in that order.
3: Yeah, I mean, do they really need the Northwestern education? As long as you get the diploma, thats I mean, that's 99% of the battle,
2: isn't it? i got no problem with them getting the education. Just make sure you block and tackle first. Okay. Get, get your priorities straight. Very good. Hit hit the weight room second. If you got time left over, you know, take a look at a biology book. It won't kill you.
3: But uh, I do like <laughs> the fact that you went blocking and tackling first. You're going actually for the fundamentals, Coach. I appreciate that about you. That's what I'm
2: all about, big dog. Just like us on the radio here, it's fundamentals. Proper uh, linguistics, proper pronunciation. You hit your brakes on time. It's all about... Fundamentals, both in football and radio, which it explains why we're doing in a show on a non-English speaking station.
3: We're not doing that anymore, coach. Oh,
2: that's right. We're on a new show now. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> the good news is we are now on a station that actually speaks English. The bad news is we're not on the radio anymore.
3: Yeah, that that is an issue. Yeah. So, considering that we've been saying we've been doing radio all these years, we have it in the last year or so.
2: Yeah, but on the good news, the internet is up and coming. We're on it. We're on a ship. The waves aren't that high right now big dub but we are sailing uh, upwards my friend. The internet is uh, it's up and coming. If we can if we can ride the waves and that's questionable. But if we can hang in there and ride the waves you and me uh, might ride the internet wave in the future. We can only hope.
3: Well, uh, maybe if we do this right coach we will finally you know get noticed. <laughs> so maybe one of us is going to have to do something drastic.
2: Oh goodness well if it's going to be something drastic the odds are you'll be the one to do it.
3: I, I
2: certainly hope so. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. couple of minutes left in the show we've run the game and here we started off. If you're joining us late we did uh hit pretty hard and try to get try to get excited anyways on the baseball playoffs. We can revisit the uh world of baseball. We talked about some of the NFL trades and injuries and went into college football and um also the start of the National Hockey League season. We should mention also big dog, the Chicago Bulls and other NBA teams opened up their exhibition season yesterday. Uh, including the Miami Heat and the Big Three. I don't know if you heard or not, but the Big Three very quickly became the Big Two as Dwayne Wade, I think, pulled up with a bad hammy.
3: Really? It took that long? They will all be hurt sooner or later, Coach. So you, I predict that they will have a five-game losing streak in this particular year. What is wow. what are the chances?
2: Wow. How many games out of the 82 will all Big Three play the entire game? Or be uh, healthy for all three game, all the games?
3: 21. That's it? I, for some reason, I feel bad karma with this particular wow. team this year.
2: We just have some people driving off the road. so screens you hear are not our producer, but those are people in the Miami area listening to this show. 21 out of the 82 games were to have all three guys healthy.
3: Yeah, that sounds Woo! about right, Coach.
2: Wow. I think scream number one is um, – scream number two is Pat Riley, and scream number one is whoever the owner of the Miami Heat team who's dishing out all those millions of dollars.
3: Well, you know what? Uh, you can only spend so much as an owner. You know what I mean, whether you have the worst team or or best team. so Mm -hmm. You knew what he was getting in in store for. They've sold every single ticket, so I guess it doesn't really matter, Coach, does it?
2: Milwaukee Bucks, uh, I'm going to pass up on that question. Don't want to get into it. Milwaukee Bucks knocked off our Chicago Bulls 92-83. If you're a Bulls fan, big dog, first exhibition game of loss. Too early to panic, or do we stay the course?
3: Uh, I would have to say that the season's pretty much over, Coach.
2: (laughs) Why hold off on the panic? Let's throw it in now, huh?
3: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm with you.
2: Already, they're breaking down defensively, Tom. Thibodeau mad at the team for not playing defense. I think I can see problems happening already.
3: Okay, you pronounced Theriotherio the whole time he was here. Thibodeau. Tom, uh, Thibodeau comes, and you pronounce it Thibodeau.
2: <laughs>
3: I don't oh. find it funny, Coach.
2: Oh, God. I get Derek Rose, though, I got his last name pronounced correctly.
3: I... I'm sure you do, Coach. Thank
2: you. Carlos Boozer, I think I've got him down. Now, are are we going just so we can remain consistent here because it's all about fundamentals on the radio. Are we going Joachim Noah or are we going Joachim Noah?
3: I like Joachim. Joachim? He sounds sounds much more athletic as a Joachim.
2: Okay. So it's going to be Joachim Noah. I can't call him Joachim anymore.
3: Joachim if you got him.
2: (laughs) Oh, by the way, the uh, debut... Debut yesterday, the big seven-footer for the Chicago Bulls, Omar Asik. Late in the first quarter, comes into the game, plays 17 minutes, two points, four fouls, and I think three rebounds.
3: That's good. That's the type of production we need out of the guy. <laughs> the, the, the four fouls is,
2: is key, Coach. <laughs> So you just wanted to bang some people and make use of his fouls, huh?
3: You know what? Uh, I got. I, I have to admit. Do you remember me getting all upset when they originally drafted <laughs> this kid because I heard he had a a nice mid-range jump shot. Yep. And and he had a, a deft touch for a big man, and I went berserk. <laughs> I don't want a seven-footer that has a good twenty-foot jump shot. I want a twenty-footer who throws elbows and rebounds under the hoop and is a force to be
2: reckoned with, coach. Mm-hmm. So,
3: I mean, let everybody else go get Mike Tisdale and take him away from the basket. Okay? I, w-
2: I was just going to say, your University of Illinois team has that seven-footer right there for you.
3: Yeah, that's, that's a mess. Up. But whatever Mike Tisdale, I'm not saying camps under, but works his way open underneath the hoop, Illinois wins those particular games. And every time he takes 18-foot jump shots, mm-hmm. all my roommates know to leave the room. <laughs> They know, right? When it starts to happen, they're like, all
2: right,
3: it's friend kind of, boss, about it, to go into a hissy
2: fit. It's kind um, of a trend in basketball. The big guys like to play outside, and sometimes you see those musketer 6'2", six two, six three guys that post up, but a lot of the big men now just don't like to uh play back to the basket and post up.
3: Yeah, I don't understand it. Take advantage of of what you're good at, Coach. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand it, and I'm not about to sit here and try to figure it out. Uh-huh. So
2: well, there is a chance. I can't promise you there is a chance, Omar Asik. The uh, Turkish sensation will be joining us on tomorrow's show. Again, don't want to promise it, but we're trying to uh, work on getting Omar Asik at about 10.45 tomorrow on the show.
3: We're efforting, Coach, I believe is uh, the No, Dan
2: Patrick efforts, and I would never try to do anything Dan Patrick does. Got I got you, Coach. It. He bothers me. All right, big dog. we got about a minute left. You did the entire show on the bicycle. You made it through Humboldt Park. Highly impressive. Beautiful. Humboldt Park. We covered the steak sandwich and Mariska's. Uh, we covered your memories of memories right after the baseball playoffs. Final thoughts here as we let you go to wherever you might be.
3: Uh, coach, I need to go to sleep now. I've been working all night, so this is exactly what I'm going to do. I am not kidding you, Coach. I'm about to, to hit my head on the pillow, and then I will wake up at 5 minute. o'clock today with a new suit on and hopefully be covering this tea party convention tonight.
2: Hold on. Time out. You said you're bicycling through Humboldt Park. Where are you going to be sleeping?
3: I'm uh, I'm at one of my friend's house. Who, by the way, I'm he's he's an artist, and I'm in the middle of his loft. And I gotta tell you, I'm looking at some artwork <laughs> now that is absolutely, unbelievably, wow. ridiculously good, Coach.
2: Clothed, unclothed, or partially clothed?
3: No, Talking I, I'm, about the artwork, I'm partially not Oh, the artwork. The oh, artwork. That, well. Yeah. Well, the stuff with the with the camera is fully nude.
2: Wow. How about you? Boxers or briefs today?
3: Uh, Coach, I'm wearing the jockey brief. Uh boxes that they were giving
2: out. It's a good look. All right. Have fun tonight, Big Dog. Get some rest. We appreciate you joining us, okay? easy. Big dog I'll be back tomorrow. We'll get into the football and the weekend uh preview tomorrow. David Olson, our producer, thank you so much. We appreciate everybody out there listening. We'll do it again tomorrow at ten o'clock. Two guys in a mic, talkzone dot com signing off. Have an outstanding day out there, everybody.